Hey guys, welcome back to the Starring Milana podcast. This is season four, episode 17, and it is the last episode for a little while. Um, how long? I'm not quite sure yet. Taking a little mini hiatus. It's time to end the season. Um, but, you know, we'll be back. We'll be back soon, not too long. If you are going to miss me, you can catch me on Instagram. I'll be there uh, not talking shit as much as I usually do, but you'll see my face every once in a while. Um, if you're new here, hi, thank you for listening to the last episode of the season. Welcome. We usually have a new episode every Monday, but we won't for a little quite a bit. Um, and then we also have my friend Lena and co-producer in the back. You don't hey. have to see her face, but she's here Hi. chiming in every once in a while. Happy um, last episode. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That I didn't really want sad. it to be the last episode, but Okay, stop making me feel guilty. I'm not I'm just you know, I'm expressing myself. I thought there should have been one more, but Alina okay. uses this as her weekly outlet, so she's not trying to let this go. <laughs> no, I'm actually so tired. It's like we're very tired today, but we'll, we'll get to that in gonna, BTS. Yeah, I, we're gonna I, yeah. um, hype ourselves up. Uh yeah, but we have to do it collectively together. Yeah, we do. We're this is a very low tone. This is a very low vibration. <laughs> yeah, low vibration episode. It needs to get <laughs> oh my a little God. more exciting. Um okay, I guess we get we can get right to it. There's three segments here. BTS is where we cover and recap my last week. Talkworthy is the segment in which we pick a few things going on in the media and try to offer a new or different perspective. And the last segment is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. So gonna go straight to BTS. Um, I think we're both having a little migraine moment. <laughs> I'm not having. I'm so tired. I, don't I know, know but why. yours. I feel like you're gonna you're gonna have like why I say migraine mo- migraine moment is because I'm having like headaches due to my period, and you I feel like because of your hunger. Yeah, I'm fasting. You want to get into your hunger? Yeah, I'm fasting. It's the month of Ramadan in the Islamic religion. So Ramadan is a month, and um, in that month you fast uh, from eating. Drinking water, which is like a shocker to everyone. Everyone's like, even water. I'm not uh, fasting from water this year because I get UTIs a lot from not drinking enough water. So I'm fasting from food, but not from water. Um, You're not supposed to like chew gum, have sex, like curse, like all these things. It's like fasting from like all types of desires. Um, So I'm very hungry right now. And I was, the one thing I'll say about it is like when I'm, like normally eating and like I'll miss lunch and I'm like super hungry. I get very hangry. Um, cause I'm like, um, it's like four and I haven't eaten and dinner is like a little while away. But when I'm fasting, because you're like mentally prepared and you know, you're not going to eat all day, you don't get like, as you don't get hangry. Like, cause you, you know, you expecting yourself to be hungry. Like, you know what you're getting yourself into. So I haven't experienced, um, much hangriness, but I am very hungry. This is so fascinating to me. So like you eat once every 24 hours. So what you're really supposed to do, like, Uh again, I'm not doing it the, like my whole life, actually, I fasted like every Ramadan from food and water. Um, Except the last like two years, like I said, I was like getting UTIs and like I spoke to like a gynecologist and she's like, and she was actually Muslim as well. And she was like, you have to drink water. Like your body is not it's not enough time for you to like, usually you'll like drink a lot of water at night and you wake up in the morning, but Mm -hmm. like, it's hard for me to wake up early in the morning now. Um, it just like messes up my sleep, but 
So you eat at sunset. So mm-hmm. right now it's around like 725. And then you're supposed to wake up at Fajr, which is like the first prayer um, of the day in the morning. It's mm-hmm. before sunrise. So it's like right now it's around like 510. Mm. And you're supposed to eat before that. So you're supposed to wake up and eat breakfast before that and then pray and mm-hmm. then go to sleep and then you wake up for your day. So like technically you're eating. You can eat twice. Yeah, because oh. you can eat any time between sunset and fesh, which is maghrib, which is the third prayer of the day when the sun goes down. So there's like you can eat any time as much as you want in that time. But once the first prayer comes, you're not allowed to eat until... Got it's it. around sunset, okay. the Maghrib, which is like the third prayer. Yeah, and you are supposed to like observe your prayer even more like meticulously and like read the Quran more and like be with family and um, kind of like be with yourself, like reflect, like it's like a time of like self-reflection. That's, and, yeah, like, that's nice. Yeah, spiritual rejuvenation. And there's something called uh, the Tarawih prayers, which is basically um, ec- uh, extra prayers in the night, like um, later into the night. So after the last prayer, um, which is Aisha prayer. It's the last prayer. There's Tarawih prayers, which is even more prayers. And mm-hmm. you would usually go to the mosque to pray it. Or you can like pray it with your family at home. So it's like extra prayer, like reading the Quran. Um, and it's just supposed to be mindful of like how you speak and how you like talk and to limit your like your different emotions like anger like not to just easily be angry like you're just supposed to be very mindful mm-hmm. um, and it's usually it's seen as like a reset for like to every year to like remind yourself during that time and yeah. then take it with you as like Throughout the next the months yeah like go on mm-hmm. and it's a spiritual rejuvenation for people it's just um, a reminder I really like it um, it's also sometimes the fasting is also really uh, good like intermittent fasting is good for your like body yeah. Um, and again, it depends, like some people may not like react to it. Well, like if you're uh, sick or pregnant or breastfeeding or anything like that, you don't have to fast. And mm-hmm. actually women on their period don't have to fast. So there's like different, um, that's nice. I'd be like, yeah. can I have the longest period? This yeah. <laughs> I'm like, usually my periods are like uh, five days, but I'm like, during Ramadan, they're like seven days. Speaking of periods, it yeah. came with a bang this one. Yeah. Milana's on her. So I'm fasting and Milana's on her period. So that's why we're like, can't mon- you break your fast from me? Cause I'm on a period. No, just take it all the time. No, like, so I cannot. Like, on a period. So I guess I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. And like, Oh, I'll say this other one funny story. So when like you're fasting, mm-hmm. a lot of people who are not, not Muslim or don't know a lot of Muslims, um, they'll be like, oh, can I eat in front of you? Like, is it okay? Like they feel so bad because like you're mm-hmm. fasting, but you actually get something called like hasanat, which is basically like good deeds. If someone is eating in front of you or eating next to you while you're fasting, cause it's like another level. Oh, I'll give you all yeah. the good deeds. So Milana was like, oh, I was telling her, I was like, I'm going to be there later. Like I'm so tired. Cause I like had to take like an hour nap, which happens a lot during Ramadan too. You just kind of like collapse cause yeah. you're like so hungry. Like you have to like pace yourself, but um, she's like, oh, I want like an iced tea. Like if you go to Starbucks, like, cause I was like, I'm so tired. Like maybe I needed coffee or something. I was like, oh, I'm fasting, but I can get you something. And she's like, oh no, like never mind. Like, yeah. I know. Yes. She's that. like, I forgot. Cause like when you're like, you're not used to it. Like uh, if you're not doing it, like you forget, it's so normal. Like I even forget sometimes I'll like open the fridge and I'm like, no, it's okay. Like I'll get it. Cause like I, you get, and I like, keep forgetting the drinking thing too. To me, yeah. I'm like, okay, eating, she's fasting from food. I keep feeling like you can't even have an iced tea. And you're like, no, well, I'm like, like oh, I mean, damn. you're not allowed to drink at all. So yeah. like what I'm doing is it's like, I'm, water. yeah, I'm just doing water. Like I could do like orange juice, lemonade, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to just do like water. Oh, Sorry, guys, I'm... Something up on the mic. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, like you're technically you're not supposed to drink water, but mm-hmm. I've just had like a few issues in the past few years. So I was like, I want to do it, but I'm going to do it in like, the way. way that yeah. Yeah, it's best for me. But um, yeah, so I got her iced tea and she's drinking it and I'm getting all the all the deeds over here. Thank you uh, for sharing and um, sending you all the deeds. I'll, I'll eat, a, I'll eat <laughs> some then, food. Wait, and then on the first day in Ramadan, Milana's like, happy. She's like, oh, happy Ramadan. You know what I mean? I don't know like how to say it. And I was like, I was like, happy Ramadan works. And you could say like Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan Kareem. So... She was being funny. She's like, you know what I mean. I think I say that every year. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's even my... Um, I can never learn my lesson. Yeah, my mom's caregiver was asking me, like, what do you say? And yeah. so I was telling her, and she was like, she's so... I love her. She She's like, what does it mean? Like, what do these two, like, mean? Um, and Ramadan Mubarak just means, like, have a blessed Ramadan, because mm. it's, like, a month. Mm-hmm. And then Ramadan Kareem. Kareem means generous. Um, and my dad actually told me this recently. That saying is, like... Um, have a like generous Ramadan because usually like you would host people in your house and you'd like feed them mm. but during Ramadan you can't so they're saying may Ramadan be generous to you mm. because like I can't like like if you come yeah over, I like, can't be eat. generous too yeah. yeah like but the during the breaking of the fast that's when there's like mm-hmm. a lot of um dinners and like you it's called iftar when you break the fast where people like invite a lot of people over so like during the day you can't but then at night it's like a big community and family um gathering because people will come together they'll host like many families and it'll like go into the night and even that sounds like fun but i can't even imagine a month without like with like struggling there was okay i would wake up at 4 50 to eat Mm -hmm. if i I do it um, I do it sometimes like I didn't do it yesterday but I did it the day before like my cousin in Egypt like it's she says it's worse for her when she wakes up and eats because then she has like she's kind of given her body like a little bit of food yeah. so it's like she feels more hungry and when she doesn't wake up in the morning it's an easier fast for her so like some people do some people don't um, when I was younger I used to I used to wake up and have like a full on breakfast but now I have like a banana or like a coconut yogurt yeah like just something um, told you over. Yeah, and I drink like water. Yeah, I mean, I like younger. I could, I feel like I could definitely do it if I yeah. wasn't working out. You as, could like, try in- one day. No, as intensely as you <laughs> and I work out. Yeah. Well, I can't do it automatically because of coffee. Oh, see, yeah. Like I can't give up coffee. No, like my sister today, she was like dying. I'm like Lila. She's like, I'm so tired. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, you. We slept like the full like yeah. night. We didn't even wake up, and she's like, I didn't have my coffee, and I was like, oh my god. I don't no. drink coffee like that. Oh, no, so. I need coffee. Yeah. I can't do anything. I can't even drive a car. Yeah, Milana has like two, three cups. Oh, yeah, I have like an addiction. Yeah, it is an addiction. I hope, I'm glad you know that. I know that. It's the only thing I'm addicted to, so everyone, don't yeah. worry. Don't panic. I don't have an addictive personality. I will not get addicted to you. Anyway, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, happy Ramadan. Thank you. You're Day so cute. what? Day three. Oh, God. Fuck yeah, your there's, life. <laughs> there's like... <laughs> when does it end? I mean, remember, I when get a, I get, I get a period. So. When does it end? I get a period. It, thank God. Um, it ends on. Oh, yeah. When do you get your period? We'll have May eleventh. May May eleventh is probably the last day of fasting. It's a full month, but it's we're in the Islamic religion. It's the we work on the lunar calendar. When is your period coming? <laughs> You're so dumb. When is my period coming? Um, not next week. The week after. Okay, so we can have like a feast then. Yeah, we can. We can have a party. And then we'll... We should go eat somewhere. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Okay, anyway, so back to uh, my BTS. Lena, thank you for your BTS. It's way more fascinating than mine. My BTS. Um, the Actually, no, this is fascinating. Guys, I have something to share with you guys. All I have 
for the first time, received my, uh, oh my entry denial to an event due to COVID and not having the vaccine. I have now been denied entry into an event because I don't have the COVID vaccination. The event hasn't happened yet. It's in a couple of months, but I received an email that really I felt personally attacked saying that I cannot, nobody who has not received the vaccine can attend this event. It's a private, it's a wedding. And um, I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel the pressure of the vaccine. Yeah. It's happening. Did you see that other thing? About Pfizer? <clears throat> No, about the like flood or something, and then they were like evacuating people because no, there was a flood somewhere that. on an island. I don't know how true this is, but they were evacuating people onto like cruise ships, and they were only taking people that were vaccinated or some shit like that. I was oh like, my God. no, like I oh, didn't read no. into it. This but is like I s- Noah's Ark. Yeah. The- <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but like the opposite. Yeah, I mean like the opposite, but they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. trying to get on a boat, yeah. and there's like some yeah. stipulations here. Yeah, it's fucking wild. I don't know how true it is. I didn't really read into it, but if it, I saw, like, I don't know how true this is either. But I saw on Instagram that it says the president of Pfizer. I don't even know if that's like the can, company name. Yeah, uh-huh. whatever. Um, is saying that he possibly thinks there has to be a third dose given mm-hmm. and that it's going to be a yearly thing like the flu shot. Like you're going to have to get the COVID vaccine every year. Why? Because there's vari- variants and For it's how changing. Long? For how long? What? This was eventually going to happen because now there's different variants of COVID. So you have to take the vaccine every year because... It's the virus is going to mutate and you're going to there's going to be different variants. So you're going to have to take it to continuously like be immune. But are they not going to be like at some point they're going to be less like dangerous? What's going to be less dangerous? The the variations of this. No, the variants could become more dangerous than the original. I'm just like, I don't want to get a vaccine every year. I don't want to get one. I don't even get a flu shot. Like I know. Yeah, I know it's. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I literally don't know. Cause like we can get it now. And like everyone in my family's like, when are you going to get it? You're going to get it. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, just mind your I business. Feel, yeah. But I feel like, so like, okay, so this invitation to this wedding, look, it's not my wedding. It's not my business. Like do what you want to do. It's a private event. Like you have all the right, if you want your guests to be like vaccinated, but there are people who cannot get the vaccine for whatever reason. Maybe there's, you know, they have pre, um, what is it called? Pre-existing I, I can't conditions. think either. Pre-existing conditions. For whatever reason. Or they can just be allergic to allergic like. Allergic to something. Whatever yeah, the, the case vaccine. is. Like they might not be able to get it. And it's also like. And I think people are too. Aren't we not supposed to be like. The, like everyone's just like. Do you have the vaccine? I need to know. Like what is a HIPAA a thing anymore? Like why are we talking about know. everyone's like. Private like medical, medical history. It's yeah. just like a lot for me. So like, are you going to be checking the vaccination cards at the wedding? I mean like I don't know. It's just like a Probably. lot. Probably. So but that's like really weird. You know. I would I would think you would just ask people. Did you get it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know. Like you're or I was saying like. Friends that you trust. If you're but, very like. No, wanting to be very yeah. safe they can have like rapid covid 100%. testing at the event for people who are not vaccinated a hundred percent so like that needs that's that's what should be happening because like yeah. then it's like are you requiring all of the staff at the place to have a vaccine you can't do that it's not your like okay Loca- yeah look Location. it's not your venue it's not your space like you yeah. can't require that out of people and maybe the venue doesn't require it for their employees so like then what happens you know? know um okay another thing that i was gonna talk about oh thank you for bringing me starbucks guys i have to just say this i 
drink my own coffee at home. I have an espresso machine for the most part. If I'm on the road and I need like a second cup, whatever, I go to Starbucks because it's like everywhere, you know? It's like not my favorite coffee. Like it's not the best coffee, but it's good enough and it's accessible. And they have a drive through so I don't have to see anybody. Um, and I have now gone probably three or four times this week. And every time I go to a Starbucks and there have been different ones, they tell me they don't have oat milk. They've oh, yeah. ran out of oat milk. And I'm thinking to myself, how unprepared in life are you? People have been asking forever for fucking oat milk at Starbucks. Like years now, years. Like, do you have oat milk? No, we have oat milk. They finally get it. And what, you just didn't expect mm-hmm. all of these people in Los Angeles, like literally oat milk city, <laughs> that we're going to need this much demand of oat milk. Like it's yeah, crazy to they me. They didn't get enough. They didn't think it was going to be that popular. They did not. They did not. So I get with almond milk and it's fine. Like it is what it is. But is oat it milk, better? I've never had like Oat milk it, I think tastes better for coffee. For coffee. Almond milk I think is better for like everything else. Yeah. Like cereal mm-hmm. and whatever else. It's made from oats, right? Yeah. Yeah. See like that. It's like a little. And some of them are a little thicker. So yeah, it's like more thicker. of like a creamer. Creamer. Yeah. It's very nice. Be- well, I usually try. I try not to eat like anything oats. So I'll try it. But I would probably stick to almond milk. Because mm-hmm. oats is a grain, right? Um, yes. If we're talking about like... So is it gluten-free? Oatmeal? Yeah, grains are not... Grains don't have gluten. Yeah, I thought they do. Or only wheat has gluten? Yeah, wheat has gluten. Hmm, maybe I will try it. That was like my concern. I've never tried it. I want to try it. Yeah, try it. Um, okay, another thing is I was talking to, um, somebody about this about the other day when, um... Uh, we were talking about, cause my last video from my last episode, I was talking about my middle school dance team and how people like used to ditch and then went on to, into a conversation about ditching and being young and in school. And I realized I, well, I, I knew this, but when I stopped and I thought about it, I was like, damn, I never ditched in school. Me neither. I never ditched, but everyone used to ditch. I didn't ditch in middle school. I didn't ditch in high school cause I had practice after school. So it'd be weird to like leave and come, come back, back, even yeah. though people did did that. I never did that. If I didn't want to go to school, I'd just tell my parents, like, hey, I don't want to go to school today. And they were kind of like, why are you okay? Whatever. But like, yeah, I don't feel good or I just don't want to. Like, they like, kind of like, they let me unless it was like one too many of those, which it wasn't. Like, I like to go to school because what are you going to do at home, you know? And my friends never really ditched either. Like, we all were in school together. We were all in dance. We were all in cheer. We were all in fourth period leadership. So nobody was trying to ditch that either. I never really ditched. Yeah, I mean, either our school was like too strict. Like, it'd be obvious if you like this because it was a private school and it was like an it was like an international school so it's smaller and yeah. like you you're just it's and and it was on in the American consulate yeah. so like where are you going where to you go? go like yeah. you can't go anywhere where are you going to go that's hilarious like you're kind of stuck here so and i had like sports after school too but yeah yeah never ditched um okay what else i started Barack obama's book the promised land Ooh. you guys it, i can't believe it's 700 pages and there's gonna be a part two like i can't there's gonna be a part two yeah so i didn't know that i'm reading the um oh by the way gosh. did you know it's called preface and not preface yeah preface i didn't know that oh english is my third language I was reading the preface, um, and I th- he he talked about how he, there was a part two because he couldn't get everything out in part one, and I'm wow. like, okay, Barack, it's dense, dude. I'm sure it he is. He gives names, he gives specifics. He's like, and I'm only like the first three chapters in, like the first seventy pages in of the seven hundred, uh, you know, so I'm ten percent in, um, and 
like okay i get he, he's written other books before so i think maybe in his prior books he kind of talks more about his childhood so he kind of started off the first one briefly like about his childhood and like about his uh college years and that and then the second chapter was about michelle and um that those years of his life where he was um working at the law firm in chicago and then when he was like really like doing grassroots like mm -hmm. law and like that yeah. kind of stuff and then the third chapter was um his transition into the u.s senate and when he gave that speech at the Democratic National Convention, when they like, when it was like really good, and everyone saw, him, was like, "Who's this guy? We yeah. need to like, we need to like, watch out. Yeah, for we him. need to get yeah. him for president. Like, yeah. they, he was like on everyone's radar. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was only four years later that he ended up running. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really good so far, but yes, it's very dense and it's like a lot of information. Yeah, it's a lot. It looks like a lot. Yeah, because there's a lot of political terms yeah. and there's just like, you know, a lot of like names, a lot of politicians, a lot of like, mm -hmm. a lot of shit. But I don't know. I like it. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to talk about in BTS is like, why does this happen specifically when I tell people to not try me? So. Oh, dear. I'm on Instagram and I see, you know, we just uh, and we'll talk about this in Talkworthy, too. But, you know, we just we've seen like several videos this last week, one of like, you know, how Dante Wright was shot and then one with um, the sergeant. I believe his name is. Let me see. I have it for Talkworthy. Um, Lieutenant Karan or Car yeah, Karan Nazario, um, how he was humiliated at the hands of the police officers. And we see these videos and um, they're disgusting and they're aggressive and like everything that, you know, is wrong with the police force that we've just discussed on this podcast so many times. So these have come out, you know, this last week or so. Then comes out this video that I saw on Sean King's page of this white 60-year-old man mm, in a truck who was, like, ramming into, like, police cars and driving away hanging with the police... out of the window. With the police officer hanging on the on, outside of the window. And I'm thinking... And I wrote this post because I'm irritated. And, like, and similar to what Sean King said, I don't want this man to get shot. I don't want anyone to get shot. Mm -hmm. But, like, the, the vast difference between, like, these, like, these two situations is just, like, honestly, like... The best way I can put it, and, and I say laughable to me because it's like, it's so obvious. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I can't even believe that, like, it exists on this level. So I post this on my Instagram and I'm like, this is what happens when, you know, you have a white man driving. This is what happens when you have a black man driving, blah, blah, blah. And I say, every time, you know, something like this happens, I post something. People in my DMs are like, well, they shouldn't have been resisting police, whatever. This guy DMs me, of course, every time. Okay, there's somebody wow. every time DMs me and says, this is not a good example to prove your point because the reason why the police couldn't have shot at this man is because one of their own was in the line of fire. Okay. And I'm like irritated but being nice. And like in my mind, I'm like, sir, you, and not in my mind, I wrote, I'm like, sir, you missed the, the point of this. If this was a black person sitting in the, in the driver's seat, he wouldn't even, the police officer wouldn't even have made it onto his car because the man would have been dead at that yeah. point. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's like, police off what they do when people are trying to drive away. And he's right. They reach in and they try to unbuckle or they try to put the car in park or like emergency brake. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do to de-escalate the situation. You're not supposed to be shooting. Unbuckle the... Like, unbuckle the driver or, driver or something. To like, try to get them, them Yeah, to pull them out mm -hmm. of the car. Um, which like makes sense to me. That's what you should do as a police officer. If you need someone to stop or shoot their tires so they can't drive like other fucking things. Right. Mm -hmm. This guy left leaps in the car. That's what you're supposed to do. But what about like what my, my point here is like, if it was a black man, like what's his name? Philander Philander Castile did, wasn't even driving, was sitting, 
still in his car. Hey, I'm reaching for my driver's license and boom, shot or whatever it was a certificate he was looking for. So like, no, if it was a black person, he would have been shot. He wouldn't even have the ability, like the cop wouldn't even have been near, near him. He wouldn't, wouldn't even care to like climb into his car. Like this is so stupid to me. And I can't believe that I have to explain myself in a conversation with people and DMs that like, you, you get you. How do you miss the memo? Like what? How do you miss it every time? They're I don't just, get it. They don't care and they're not like, like... Please don't come for me. Yeah. In my DMs. Like, if you don't like it. And I kept saying, thank you for your opinion. My still stands. Like, doesn't make sense to me. This yeah. whole thing doesn't make sense to me. So, anyway. I just... Yeah. As she sips her tea. <laughs> As I sip my tea because it is exhausting. Like, for people to not, like, only have to live in this world in that way and see these things. But also to, like, for for me to post something to try to spread, like, information and the hypocrisy and have somebody in my messages trying to, like, convince me otherwise. I'm like, no, like, this, there's no conversation to be had here. Like, we both have eyes. We can see what's happening. Yeah, so. people just... Just like decide not to see. Because yeah. Because it's more reality. convenient for them. Yeah. Like, you know, like they don't want to live in a world where that's true. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do anything about it. Or, yeah. I mean, at least you're like, like you said, sharing information. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's all I have for BTS. Um, let's get into Talkworthy. The first thing I want to talk about is um, there was a fire at the Valentino Shoe Factory in Tuscany earlier this month. Like, I didn't know that. This information just came out, I guess. Oh, wow. And it burned down 90% of the site. Damn, that's a lot. 90% of the site and 38,000 pairs of shoes were burned as well. Um, this is, like, really sad news because they already had, like, a huge loss this year. I think a lot of fashion companies did because of COVID. People weren't going anywhere, and there was, like, a lot of money that most companies lost. And now this is, like, they're down a lot of money. 38,000 pairs of shoes, and those shoes are expensive. So they, yeah, that's a lot of money. But um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel for this one. Prada, Valentino's rival, who has a facility nearby in the same region, is opening its doors for Valentino to use their space to produce more of their shoes starting next month. Um, Jacobo Venturini, Valentino's CEO, said, I would also like to thank from the bottom of my heart Patricio Bertelli. I think I said that really nicely. Love Italians. Prada CEO who immediately contacted us to express his solidarity and by making available one of his factories located a few kilometers away from our production site. Prada extending the use of the facilities will allow Valentino to manufacture starting in May. That's like in two weeks. At about the same pace as before the fire. The Valentino shoe lab was vital in Valentino's business, producing 1,300 pairs of shoes a day. 160 people were employed at the facility in Buccini, which is southeast of Florence. Damn. And yeah, you think about the shoes and you think about the people who like lost their jobs Mm -hmm. for a short, you know, X amount of time. So, but I do love this. I love them working together because I think it's like really big of Prada to open their doors to its competitor. Not a lot of companies would have done that. Um, And I also think it's impressive that Valentino took the offer because it could have been like a situation where like, no, thank you. Like, like prideful, you know, like we'll figure it out because they are rivals technically. So, um, yeah, I mean, you there's love enough to see it. money out here for everybody. Though. There really yeah, is. People will buy both of those. Exactly. Companies if people can if like, they'll be fine. Believe that, and just like we can all like, you know, we can all survive. Yeah, it was a very, very nice gesture. Yeah, it was. It's like rare that those type of things happen. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is this is the this is what we we're gonna talk about earlier. So let's get into it. The U.S. Uh, calls for pause in Johnson and Johnson vaccination 
over blood clot concerns. Mm-mm-mm. According to ABC News, the FDA and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced Tuesday that they are calling for an immediate pause on the use of the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine after discovering six cases in the U.S. of a rare and severe type of blood clot that developed about two weeks after the vaccine was administered in these patients. The CDC and the FDA said that they are currently reviewing data involving these six cases, all of which occurred among women between the ages of 18 and 48, where symptoms occurred between 6 to 30. 13 days after they were vaccinated with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Um, so they go on to say that this is very rare and that right now it's a recommendation, but like to stop the stop using the vaccine, but it's not a mandate, meaning that people can still continue to get it if they want it, which is strange. Um, I also think I read somewhere that there were four of the blood clot cases uh, from this vaccine in Europe, and I think one ended up in a death. Oh, wow. So this is weird because uh, like 7 million people, 7 million of these vaccines have went out. Wow. I think almost 7 million. That's a lot. So yes, like while the number is still rare, like people shouldn't be like a blood clots. Blood clot where? It just depends. Could be in your leg, could be in mm. your chest, could be anywhere. Yeah. That's a big deal, though. It's very serious. Yeah, I mean, it is serious. They're just, I mean, the reason they're probably not making it a mandate is because the percentage is it's so, so, low. so low. Like six people out of, or you know what I mean, seven million. That's a lot. I mean, like that percentage is But low. this is also weird to me because we were saying, like you were saying, uh, Pfizer was saying that they might need to add another, like a yearly dose of the vaccine. And a third dose. A third dose? Mm-hmm. Um, no, they already do two. So yeah, so they're saying there might need to be a third one. A third one, and then a yearly. And then so a yearly. what about Johnson & Johnson that only does one dose? They're like the way in which it's they different. Yeah, manufactured it is different or created it. Yeah, because I don't know, Johnson guys. Johnson and Johnson doesn't have as high of a um, of a percentage to like reduce the symptoms. It's not like at a ninety nine percent. It's like at like a seventy percent or something. When people I know have gotten the vaccine or they talk about getting the vaccine, Johnson and Johnson comes out of nobody's mouth. And it never has. Like everyone is like, mm, yeah, I don't we're know not getting anyone that one. Who got that one. I don't know anyone that got that one or wants to get I that mean, one. Like, my issue with Johnson and Johnson is like this is the company that like had like a class action lawsuit over their baby powder, like causing cancer. It's like this company has not yeah, shown like great, a great track record. I'm all it's set. Like, how do they even, how were they even given the opportunity to like produce this vaccine when they've had such huge issues with their over the counter products? Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not fucking with that one. Sorry. I'm cool. This is why I'm going to take a pause on all the vaccines because you just don't know. You just don't know. Um, okay, the next thing I want to ca- talk about is this Heinz ketchup shortage, which I thought was interesting. Um, I guess during the pandemic, people you know weren't eating out a lot, so the manufacturers they weren't prioritizing. Um, they were prioritizing ketchup bottles rather than the packets for people's homes because they were like, people are going to be making like burgers at home, people are eating at home more, so we're going to do the bottles. So and they weren't producing for restaurants. Um, so they didn't account for the people ordering out as much, and now there's a huge ketchup packet shortage um and apparently Heinz promises to increase their production by 25 percent and will produce at least 12 billion more packets uh that's crazy to me because there was like a toilet paper shortage sanitizer hand wipes like who would think fucking ketchup and like also I'm so sorry like I like do people eat ketchup because like I don't and I I know they do but like hate ketchup I don't understand ketchup I eat my fries plain you know that yeah (laughs) 
<clears throat> which is like a weird thing anyway in itself. But they're so good by themselves. It's they're just, just not. And I love potatoes. And I gotta tell you, are. a dipping sauce just elevates the entire thing. I mean, a lot of them I can't eat, but yeah. Like, yeah, I you love can. ranch. Like even. You can yeah. eat buffalo sauce, can't you? Oh, it's made with butter. It's like melted butter and hot sauce. I don't sauce. really like buffalo sauce. That's crazy. Yeah. It's the best sauce. Yeah, like for me, my dipping sauce always, like the best combination, like name a better duo really, is ranch and buffalo sauce, like double dip. Oh, now I want it. I want it too. I might get some fries. What time is it? It's like an hour. Yeah, I might get some fries. So that's my favorite, From like. where? I guess, I don't know, McDonald's maybe? Mm. They have great fries. I know. Yeah. They're oil. I mean. <laughs> That's why you get them. So ranch and <laughs> buffalo sauce, double dip. And then if I'm in Europe, I know this sounds like really bougie. If I'm in Europe, um, they don't have ranch and buffalo sauce. So you have to ask them for ketchup and mayo. And then you like stir it, mix it, whatever. And then you dip it in there. And like that's a great dipping sauce because they, they don't have ranch. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't understand who's eating ketchup. A lot of people eat ketchup. A people lot of put people, people eat ketchup. put ketchup in their rice. People oh, eat. Oh, so okay, so that's the only thing I, I have done. Oh, okay. I'd rather the hot sauce, but if I don't have hot sauce or sriracha or something and I'm like there's just white rice in front of me, I have to put something in it. And if all I have is ketchup, I'll do it. Yeah. People also put ketchup in their eggs, like they eat I it with know, their eggs. That's yeah, weird. people use ketchup for a lot of things. Yeah. There is one thing ketchup is good for also. A hash brown from only McDonald's specifically. Because it's like the little shape and you're getting it to go and you just open the packet and you just dip and then you bite into it. That is like honestly the only way I can eat that hash brown. But it's only McDonald's specific. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a shortage. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the next two stories. Um, you know, this next one is there was another tragic story of an unarmed black man killed at the hands of police. Um, Dante Wright was 20 years old. He was pulled over for an expired registration tag, and um, when he was pulled over, I guess the police officers realized that he had a misdemeanor warrant. Um, they tried to take him into custody, and he went back into his vehicle. They tried to pull him out, and then one officer shot him. Um, it appeared from the tapes that she was trying to pull out her taser, and you can hear in the video that they're saying tase him, or you know they're saying tase him, tase him. But instead, she pulled out a gun and shot him. Um, he drove off while you know she shot him and ended up dying shortly after. I think he crashed, and his girlfriend was in the car. Um, yeah. How traumatic for his girlfriend. I can't even imagine. Yeah, like that. His girlfriend, his mom, who of was like course, on the phone on the right phone. before that. Yeah. Um, I just have so many questions. It, so you see a lot of these videos of when these things happen and you think to yourself in moments where you have to make like a split second decision, things happen and you can make a mistake. Like police officers are humans like all of us. So somebody pulling out a taser instead of pulling out a gun, I can imagine how a mistake like that can be made. But how though like let's really talk about it because the weight of a gun and the weight of a taser are so different a gun is much heavier it has a longer grip um and a narrower grip like tasers have like a like a short grip and it's fucking yellow like it's bright yellow and the thing that was really interesting to me is i'm like how do you when you're on the police force for over 25 years which this woman is this police officer you're a veteran how do you not know which one you're grabbing? I know it's different for everybody, but from my knowledge, most 
officers carry their guns on their dominant side because when you pull it, it's in your dominant hand. That's the hand you shoot with. And then you carry your taser on the other side. That's how, that's what they do. That's, that's the protocol. So you do not mistake your gun for your taser. I know in other cases, some officers like to carry their gun on the uh, opposite side because they like to take their gun out cross like body. Um, so it's just for you to be a, a police officer for over 25 years, you already have a habit and you know mm -hmm. what side your gun is on and what side your taser is on. I would assume that is like the most basic thing for a police officer to know, especially one that's been on a police officer for this long. So to grab a gun and you can see, and what's crazy to me is like when, when she's grabbing it, it's not like she's grabbing and shooting at the same time. You, there's a pause. And you, there's a you safety aim. on both the gun yes. and the taser. She had to turn off the safety. Yes. So there's a lot of moments here where she could have realized what she was doing, which is why I personally don't believe it was like, I'll just say, I think it was a subconscious reaction. I don't think it was like a conscious reaction, but mm -hmm. I do think there was like implicit bias in her being so afraid in the situation that she really subconsciously was like pulled out her gun and then... What I'm like, what are you so afraid of? And like, or maybe you're afraid that he's going to get in the car and grab a weapon. But he was like standing there. There was like so many cops and they're like searching him. And he's like clearly freaking out. So he's like gets back in the car and he's trying to drive off. He wasn't reaching for anything. He was literally trying to drive off because he's scared. And like, I understand what people say like, oh, don't resist arrest, whatever. I get that, that because cops respond. But though. that doesn't lead to that. And like also people are watching people who look like them get killed by police for not even resisting arrest for just being there. So like, imagine you getting arrested and you have all these cops in front of you. You're fucking scared. They're going to kill you. So like, yeah, you're going to try to drive off. Like you try to run like I, me, I'm not even black. Like when I see cops, I'm kind of like, Oh, I'm going to go this way. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have this like, Oh, no. yeah, like me, I'm uneasy. Like why, why? So like, of course he's going to try to drive off. He wasn't like reaching friends. So what are you, like, what are you so it's an scared it's, of it's, it's crazy. An, it's not in the moment. I'm talking about a full like yeah. on like implicit like racism, like subconscious racism. She doesn't have interactions with probably I'm assuming black people as like often as she should. Like, yeah, if again, I mean, this is my stance. Like we've talked about this a lot. I think police officers need like diversity training, like more diversity training, more cultural training, because when they're put in situations with people that don't look like them, they don't act, they don't react the same way. So that's what I mean when I yes. say that. But of course, there was no real threat or the, reason yeah. for her to have any reason to shoot him. Like that's like it. And yeah, and I don't think you should like you should know all of these things. Like there's so many things, like I said, moments and steps where she could have like. Yeah. And again, all of this, I understand, is happening quickly in the moment. But again, it's the issue is to me like the inherent way that the police force works. Like, why are you reaching for your gun anyway? And like, this is just me. But like, if he has a misdemeanor warrant for really what was weed at 18 years mm -hmm. old or something like that, what is the worst case scenario if he if he gets away? Like, you, you can have go his to name, his, yeah, you, you have his address. His house. Yeah. Like, why is this like getting arrests and warrants like so important that it leads to like death i don't understand like if he gets away for his warrant then you can and you're so pressed about his misdemeanor weed warrant you can go to his house at a later time like yeah. you can find him this is not it, like this is not 
like an ongoing murder in front of the police's eyes and they need to make a decision like this protect is protect the public exactly. from this guy it's like completely what are you different yeah. and i like that's what i'm saying this is inherently a police force problem yeah. and how they operate and i think like overall like like implicit racism like period like this is this keeps happening like the one thing i was saying when his aunt was speaking i was like talking to my friend and i'm like i've seen this so many times yeah, and like again i can't story. imagine like like you were saying like how the black community feels this a same woman talking about a black man mm -hmm. dying whether like a relative or husband whatever the case may be boyfriend like son like this is crazy i'm like i've seen this on replay like are we in a dream no can it's insane please... it's like a black mirror episode yeah it's like nothing like, is changing and it keeps happening happen and i was like talking to my friend i said until the entire police force is revamped like this is not gonna go away no like there's something federally like needs to happen that they imp like they pass something federally where states and cities need to completely revamp their police system like yeah. this is not gonna work and i don't know if this is the uh the one of the solutions i saw somebody comment um on one of these videos and said the there should not police officers who are doing routine like like traffic stops should not be carrying weapons exactly a part of me is like i get that for sure but then then there could be a, they sometimes people do have weapons and people could be like yeah i was and then how are you supposed to what, how are you supposed to, to protect my... yourself so it's like kind of hard against someone who might have one because right now weapons are illegal in this country so like until that happens where we're not allowed to carry weapons yeah and then police officers won't carry weapons, then it makes sense. But now you have so many states who have, like, open carry, you can carry in your car, you can carry in your purse, like, so many states. We're not used to that here in California, but... Yeah. And everywhere else, everyone has a gun in their car. And they have a little certificate, and they're mm -hmm. good. So, like, imagine someone who has a, you know, a, a gun in their car, and they have, and they're fucking angry at the world, you don't ever know, and a cop who doesn't have a gun, and pull you know pulls them over for whatever it is and then they get shot so like now it's yeah i was talking so. to my brother about this exactly when we both like read about it and we were talking about how like these traffic violations should be like similar like um well like similar in a way like you were saying how parking enforcement doesn't have mm -hmm. um guns but but again the problem arises that they're not really interacting with yeah. the people because they're just giving parking violations but for example like like red light camera or like different types of tickets to limit that they should be like automated and the like take a picture like if you miss a stop sign like snapshot like a picture and everything should be like digital but like this constant and incessant like pulling over for these minor traffic violations that lead to like death yeah. is like to eradicate that is to kind of like somehow transfer over these traffic violations to be captured digitally mm -hmm. like the red light camera for yeah. example or like if a cop is sitting and speeding someone is speeding somehow like again this is going to have to be like uh thought out but like capture that with like a picture or like if someone doesn't if their registration or their tags for example are expired there's a picture being taken they file them file the like i mean they write up the ticket and they mail it like all these other types of like yeah like we we reached a point of technology exactly. where we, they can do some, that some of yeah. them i understand maybe like all of them can't yeah. be but like we need to start thinking out of the box and like limiting these like traffic stops and yeah. interactions because like it's it's, it's not like yeah, it's, yeah it and it's also like a waste that like the police should really be there to protect and serve not to issue random traffic yeah. violations 
violations, like minor traffic violations. Like there should be a completely different, okay, then fine. Like I get what you're saying. Like then, then create a completely new like traffic violation force and train them. Like maybe in certain cases, like they make certain things digitally and then they retrain them and they maybe do carry weapons for things that need to be pulled over, but they're completely trained in like a different way. Like that's what I'm saying. Like to try to fix the current police system is going to be way harder than creating a new system Mm -hmm. and then like knowing everything that went wrong before and fixing it in this like for example for traffic violations because it's honestly archaic that like police are like doing traffic violations like they should be dealing with more severe cases and again they completely need to be retrained anyway yeah they do yeah Oh, anyways, so sad, really heartbreaking. He was twenty, like you know that um, the aunt was saying that George Floyd's girlfriend was yeah, his, teacher. his teacher. It's yeah. like the, it's so close to home yeah. that it's like even more sad. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we're gonna get into the last story. Um, Lena and I kind of started talking about it, but it's uh, about Lieutenant Karan Nazario, uh, and basically he, um, you know, he's uh, serves this country. He is um, a lieutenant, and he got humiliated by the police force. I don't know what happened. I didn't get into detail. I didn't see the detail, but his car was pulled over. I believe he was at a gas station and the police started asking him to get out of the car and he was like, what did I do? What did I do? And they're like, get out of a car, get out of the car. They walk up to his car and they pepper spray his car. And he's like, see, he's outside of the window. Like, put your hands out the window. So he puts his hands out the window and they're like, uh, and he's so calm. And they're like, get out of the car. And he's like, what did I do? They're like, get out of the car. Like, you can't, like, I don't know if you could just randomly ask people to get out of a car. Like, you have to give them a reason, right? Yeah. You have to tell them why. They kept saying, get out of the car. He kept asking why. What did I do? And then they, this police officer pepper sprays him. And he can't see. Like, his eyes are closed. And his hands are out the window. And he's like, get out of the car. And he's like, keep your hands out the window. So, like, you want me to keep my hands out the window, but you want me to unbuckle my seatbelt and open the car door while my hands are inside of the window. How do you want me to do it? Magically with my eyes? After you pepper sprayed me? After you pepper sprayed me? Like it's, and like, it's like they almost want you to reach over and try to unbuckle yourself or open the door and they just, so they yeah. can just fucking kill you. Exactly. That's like literally what you're that doing. That whole procedure seemed backwards. It was so like, backwards and it was disgusting. And he remained so oh composed. Gosh. I've never seen this. He's like, he's like, okay, I can't see I can't see. He's like, get out of the car. And he's like yelling, yelling. He's like, can, can you please? Like, my dog's in the back choking. Like, I can't see. Like, and he's like trying so hard to like get out of the car. The officer opens the door. And he's like, he's like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm, I serve this country. Like, what is happening? Like, please, like, what? tell me what I did. Please tell me what I did. Like, he's like begging for them. And the cop, oh, and I guess like from the top, like from when he was right up top, you couldn't, maybe you couldn't really tell that he was. Um, oh my God. Yeah. And so when they opened, they're like, what, you're, you're, you're a lieutenant. Where, where, where? Like started like screaming at him, out. freaking out. But like, and why? he's like, I like, can't see, I can't doing see. This to begin with? Like this they get him out of the car is crazy. They pull him out of the car and throw him on the ground. So that didn't stop them. Maybe it stopped them from killing him, mm-hmm. but it didn't stop them from being aggressive mm-hmm. and whatever the fuck else. They had to commit to it at that point. You have to commit to it. Because, like, what are you going to do? The man's already pepper You're going to be like, oh, shit, sorry. I didn't realize you're, like, a lieutenant. Yeah, and I guess, um, I believe he was let go because there was no reason to arrest him for anything, if I'm correct. Oh, and, my God. And now he's suing. He should. But, like, how fucking disgusting. Like, I'm sorry. I always think about people who sacrifice their life for a country 
I think it is so fucking noble. Like, can you imagine? No. Sacrificing, possibly dying for a country, for a bunch of people you don't know. For a country that doesn't treat you well. Okay, but, okay. treat you well, exactly. Like, when the wars and stuff were happening in Armenia and there's not enough Armenian soldiers and, you know, they were just getting fucking murdered and killed and a lot of people voluntarily went overseas to, you know, be in the army. And I was like, damn, like, that is so noble. I can't imagine myself, like, doing that just because for me, like, I, I, I don't, I don't, like, I just, I don't know if I could make, make it. I honestly would, for me, it's like, that's not going to happen. But I've tried to understand, like, where they're coming from. I'm like, oh, this is a country that, you know, if loses this war, might eventually, like, lose the entire country and it's the people and, like, this, you know, it, it could, like, honestly, like, be eliminated off of this fucking planet you know in like 10 20 30 40 50 60, whatever 100 years so i get it people are like this is my blood this is my country this is whatever this is like i'm gonna go fight for that and i understand that this country is literally killing black people all the fucking time these police officers and like people of color so can you imagine having to swallow that pill while fighting for the same country you're like and then and and then and then his uncle who was eric garner is like killed by the, at the hands of police so now we have this like this is like now he's he still continues to serve his country with pride and he gets treated like this by the police who so like honestly compared to what he's done and been through like you're a fucking snot like you fucking trigger happy like with your yeah. one little gun like you don't know anything compared yeah. to this man like it is disgusting so I don't know I like you can't like win they here. never gave a reason as to why they pulled him I don't over. think so let's look how many, like these are all white cops? Yeah. It's like So the one of the police officers was fired. After after like the he pressed charges. Yeah, the female officer, I was gonna say this, um, in who murdered Dante Wright, she resigned and then she got um convicted or uh for third degree manslaughter which she sh like which she should yeah like if you're claiming it was an accident like there are still consequences for your erratic like reckless behavior like yeah. you still are going to be charged with manslaughter like police popped their lights on him a mile away in the country rural dark a scary scene for black men in the south too nervous wow. to stop too nervous to stop on a darkened road he pulled who is black and latino Smart man drove about a mile to a well-lit gas station pulled okay. over and placed his cell phone on his dashboard and turned the camera on mm. according to a lawsuit and video footage of the encounter so they were saying he was the cop was yelling at him in this video was like get out of the car get out of the car we we told you like a long time ago get out of the car because i guess he was driving for a mile yeah which is like so smart so smart because he's yeah he's smart because like yeah if it was a dark road and like obviously like they can't the cops there's can't no witness see. yeah the that, yeah but that too like there would be like oh we couldn't see we couldn't see what he was doing like oh my god um i he, can't imagine he positions his hands outside the window a horrendously submissive gesture that black people seem to have invented just to survive america's racist afrophobic culture he said this or no he's talking about the like he put his hands out the window just like so they see both his hands um the officer says you should be afraid then doused, he's like, I'm afraid. Why are you like, why are mm -hmm. you like, I don't want, like, I'm afraid. What do you want? Like, he's scared for his life. Mm -hmm. And then doused his face with pepper spray, despite the fact that this uniformed army lieutenant is surrendered and submissive to the point which he had, that he was no threat. Lena, literally no threat. Um, 
The second lieutenant, by way of what I'll call a cross between black self-discipline and military composure, kept his hands up as he coughed and hacked, and he pleaded uh, with the racially belligerent cops. Pepper spray dripped from his face like Florida humidity on a sweltering summer day. Oh he also wished to make sure his dog was okay, which might have been a signal to the whiteness rangers to please stop hurting him. If they don't respect the black guy, maybe they will respect the dog. Oh, my see, God. Okay, stop now. There's no reason. The police officer also threatened his military career to silence him from speaking of their racial abuse by charging him of multiple crimes. Oh, they charged... What did they charge him with? As a U.S. Army lieutenant to the medical corps, he will probably function as a doctor for soldiers and civilians in the future. He's 27. Oh, wow. He has a secret security clearance. That is insane. Yeah. Um, when I was, I don't know if I've told this on this podcast before. One of my friends, dad's is a sergeant of the LAPD and he's black. She's black. And he taught her, which she in return told me years ago that if she were to ever get pulled over by the police to pull over and turn on, if it's, especially if it's nighttime, turn on her lights in the car, in the car yeah. and put her hands on the wheel so they can see her hands and the light will like show her hands. And like, I know that's crazy, but like, I also do that now. Mm-hmm. And like, that's so sad. Yeah. Because now it's like, they don't care about human life at all. Yeah. It's like so sad. Anyway. Um, I hope he wins the lawsuit. Yeah. And gets money. Yeah. And that's so fucked up. Emotional trauma. Yeah. Damages. That's ridiculous. Anyway, praying for better days. Um, let's get to dropping gems. So today's dropping gem segment is fairly short. I just wanted to kind of send out um, a little reminder to anyone that's listening. Um, so in today's dropping gem segment, I want to talk about finding your power. Um, I was writing in my gratitude journal. There's like a section for a daily affirmation. So I wrote, I am one of a kind. There's nobody like me in the world and that is my power. Um, and I think that there's like definitely something powerful within all of us. And I was reminded of this back in 2013 when I first decided that I wanted to go into hosting like on camera or, um, live hosting. And I was so scared and I was so nervous. I was talking to one of my friends and he said to me, don't be nervous. Like if you knew your own power, you would shit a brick. And I'm like, that's so silly. But like you think about it, you're like, yeah, you never think about how much power and impact and influence like you can have on maybe just even one person, right? Um, if you really believe it. So I do believe that if we all believe that we are unique and that we're special um, and that we're important and that we all matter, then we would really live out our days knowing how powerful that we really are. Um, and that in turn, we also know that other people are powerful as well. People that we encounter on a daily. And I think that's really important. Um, I was reading Barack's book and there was a part where he talks about when he first became president and he would um, take this walk every day through this like open hallway uh, and he would see the grounds people working every single day. And over time he like became friends with them and he would talk to them. But um, he said this one thing in the book. He said, um, as he watched them work and take pride in their work, he said, I told myself I had to work as hard and take as much care in my job as they did in theirs um so he was so inspired by them and how dedicated that they were to their job and I think that people find purpose and calling and you know feel fulfilled in different ways and we all carry uh but we all carry with us our individual and unique power so um someone put that in me and I want to just kind of put that 
you know, fire into someone else. Um, you never know who you can inspire and like motivate and you never know what kind of, um, light you can bring to someone else. And I think that when you really just know your own power, you can really empower others. Um, you can see the light in others and, you know, understanding that everyone is valuable and everyone is worthy. Um, that's kind of what makes the world a better place. And, you know, makes us better people and it'll kind of create a better society so first you have to believe it for yourself and then you can believe it for other people and yeah never like overlook anyone and I think that's one thing I, I took from this um quote from his book too because I'm like damn he was like so inspired by these people that were doing like a job that a lot of people like will overlook you know like grounds people gardeners um but he was like no like look how they're working he's like damn like and they love like their job like, they t they know you know, they talk about like the seasons and how they like um, impact the um, trees and the flowers and they're so like passionate. Everything always looks so good and they're there every day working, you know. And so he's like, wow, like I want to put this much effort into my job every single day because like they're doing it every single day. And I'm like, damn, like people overlook those careers and those jobs and, um, of, you know, and they shouldn't. And really, if, if, if you really believe that your power lies in something and you live your day to day like that, then you never know who you can inspire so yeah that's all i have love it this might be the shortest <laughs> driving job segment there ever was but valuable that's true i thought it was a good way to end the season yeah i love it now you agree that we can end the season <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's important like to create like connections with people and like do mm -hmm. things for others and like we all like lean and rely on each other and like motivate and inspire each other and like you said that's how we keep this world good and like hopefully make it a better place yeah it is true so yeah I'm gonna um work on you know regrouping with my podcast I'm gonna rework realign with myself it's been a weird it's been a weird like honestly half a year and somehow we just like push through this podcast with all the shenanigans in the world so just taking some time to realign um, and work on other things. And, yeah, we'll be back soon. Um, we'll try to be back, you know, by mid-June. That's the plan. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for, uh, you know, being um, loyal to the season four. And um, I'll be back soon to watch old episodes. You can go on youtube.com forward slash starring Milana or you can listen on the podcast audio apps. Uh, make sure to leave a comment. Give this video a thumbs up. Um, leave a rating, a review, subscribe on YouTube and on both podcast audio apps. And follow me at starring Milana. Follow Lena at Lena Noral Dean, our production company at Noir Notebook. And we'll be back shortly. Bye. Bye.